Okay, so Gemma O'Brien was on the show, which is incredible. Uh, she's like an idol to me. She's so awesome. She's the real deal. And as you can see on this podcast, just a you know, brilliant, funny, energetic, amazing fucking person. She's the best. Okay, uh, if you enjoy this, make sure that you follow along on Instagram. Meet the creatives NY. Um, and I have a whole bunch of amazing guests that are coming up on the show and that have already come on the show. And uh, it's just been so crazy lately. And I'm so grateful for all the people that have come on and joined this community. Um, I just feel like I'm I'm really. I'm dumbfounded that that this many people are saying yes, and I'm not saying that I'm doing anything in particular, but the advice that like I've been given over the last you know, uh, you know, three years, but especially like in these last six months, like holy shit, like if if this doesn't, <laughs> if this podcast doesn't do it for you, I don't know what will. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the quality of people on the show. So make sure you're following along. Um, just a bunch of legends out here for some weird reason want to talk to me, and I appreciate it. So uh, enjoy the show today. Gemma O'Brien, uh, the best ever. Enjoy. Meet the Creatives NY on Instagram. And Meet the Creatives, no S on Twitter. Okay, that's it. Go back. Enjoy the show. Yo, what's good? <laughs> Hello. This can you so hear crazy. me? Yeah, I can see you. You're coming in loud and clear. Oh, what's up? Good to see you. So it's 10 a.m. <laughs> there right now? It's 10 o'clock in the morning, yes. That's so crazy. It's 8 o'clock p.m. here uh, in the United States on the East Coast. And I just got done having dinner, like, way too close to before. So if I'm a little bit, like, sluggish in the beginning of this, I literally just got done having dinner. I have That's okay. terrible time management skills, but I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks Long for having me coming. on. I know. Yeah. I feel like, what is it, maybe three years coming? Three, Four years yeah, coming? I mean, three and a half, something like that. I don't know. But I'm I sorry. I'm so slack. No, it's okay. No, you were out like doing crazy stuff. I, and I figured, you know, while we're all kind of here at home and kind of taking things easy for a while, I had it on the show. So we finally did it. Okay. It's a full circle. So uh, for those who live under a rock, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. And I guess we'll go from there. Sure. Well, my name's Gemma. I'm an artist specializing in lettering, illustration, design, typography, hand-painted murals. Uh, I'm based in Sydney. Usually my practice is taking me around the world, doing workshops on murals, but obviously at the moment, based yeah. here, I do a combination of, you know, commercial, more advertising-based work, and then my own personal work in galleries. Um, yeah, that's, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Yeah, even here in New York, I know that you just did that awesome uh, piece there uh, throughout Times Square, and that billboard, I actually have some friends that work uh, at Hershey, and I'm well aware of how big oh. that billboard is. Yeah, my friend Ron actually uh, kind of oversaw, and, and obviously a whole bunch of other people, but oversaw yeah. the design direction for the, the new um, Hershey building. That screen is huge, so. Oh, wow, uh, sorry, I've just got a, if, just a heads no, up. No, you're cool. There's a little, a little cat that is a new uh, quarantine pet that's, that's joined so our family. Cool. So he's running around, so at any point he appears. That's I why just I'm got my cat hammock. No, I want to hammock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, should I do it? Oh. Should I be ridiculous and go show it to the? Okay, this is great. yeah. We're gonna do it. All right, here you go. This is how you know we're doing a lot of these. So I got this. It's, it's like thirty. I've never actually moved the camera. People are probably freaking out right now. This is the inside of my oh. house. Oh, I like we're it. We're tour today. This is actually it's still live. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my god, it just came off for a second, but it it, it, it works. <laughs> It works. What kind of cat do you have? Lily. She's here somewhere. Hold uh, on, I'll get my cat to introduce each other. Okay. Huey. Wait, let me see. Okay. This is Huey. Oh my Huey. god, they could be like related. <laughs> is yours That's a Bengal so as well? Hold on, wait, I have to get this. Okay. I'll be, I'm gonna grab her one second. Hold on. Is Lily over there? <laughs> Huey, you gotta wait to meet the other cat, bro. Okay, hold on. This is that will keep you here. Hold on, I'm coming. It's cool. This is ridiculous. <laughs> she didn't really want to move, so I just brought her in, in her box. She was sleeping. Oh my but, god, look! Oh. They're related. <laughs> Huey, look! They could totally be related. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god, they're kind of chill right now. Sorry, Huey's he, content. He's right, gone. Yes. Okay, so back well. to the. Back to the, oh my god, adorable! All right, so she's gonna probably stay with me. She's very lazy. Okay. She's probably, she's I love that. <laughs> okay, so if you guys have questions, let us know. 
love you, Gemma. Best artist. That's awesome. Oh, she's gone. Oh. Say goodbye to Lily, everybody. Bye, Lily. She's made a lot of appearances on the show before. Okay. <laughs> Back to business. Yeah. Um, so I guess, the, you know, the purpose of my podcast is for people just starting out. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people who look up to you. I got a lot of DMs this week about how, like, you know, you're their favorite artist. My wife said that you're her favorite, maybe even more than Malika now. So that's pretty, that's high wow. praise. Wow, I love it. So for people that are just at the, the, you know, the outset of their journey and they want to be on a path to be like you, what would your advice be? And what was like when you first started? Have you always yeah. been talented and awesome or did it take a long time? Well... Good questions. I feel like I, I always find it funny when people ask, you know, what is it like now compared to when you started? Because in many ways, like I feel like I'm still at the beginning. Um, yeah. But then I look back and I'm like, oh my god, the, you know, when I graduated from from art school, it was like over ten years ago. So I'm like, oh, I'm in now. I'm in the industry. This is right. I have exactly. no excuses anymore. I'm not an amateur. I can't use that <laughs> as an excuse. But um, I think when I look back, I think that at the beginning, I kind of had no fear. Like there was no expectations. It was, you know, in art school, there was period for experimentation. You're like so passionate and eager and you just want to get out there and yeah. you want to do this thing, you know, and I dropped out of law school before I went into design. So I was even wow. extra enthusiastic. But I think um, the one thing is that if you stick to like whatever it is that really drives you, like what was the thing that made you want to be a designer or be an artist? What was that thing that, hold you in and then keep on coming back to that because I think it's really easy to get like pulled in different directions based on you know yeah. what's new technology or what's this hit trend on Instagram You're so is that what people me. want I so you know? ADD when I first started people <laughs> like you gotta pick a lane like pick a lane and drive off I was just like yeah I'm illustrator and photographer so yeah I, yeah like, yeah yeah well that's cool so I think I think stick to like there's usually something that draws you in like you, I think it's good to do lots of different you know experimentation different areas but come back to that one thing that always kind of calls you back and then you'll probably excel in it yeah were, were there a couple of things you tried out first like was it always like illustration and drawing and, and murals or like has that always kind of been the plan from the jump i would imagine because um well look to be honest the murals like when i first started studying design i think i was drawn to the idea like so cliche of like doing a record cover or the idea of a graphic designer wasn't as like explained when I was mm -hmm. like in high school. So I didn't really yeah. know what they did, but I knew that it was kind of like art, but a bit more like commercial and maybe you get paid more. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I think that was the initial draw card. Then in university was when I discovered typography and lettering. And I brought this like natural love for illustration to the world of typography. And then after about, you know, three or four years working in different jobs, I kept on liking, like leaning towards working large scale, whether it was just on a big piece of paper. I just, loved working big and I think that just developed and then I did one big wall once and that was you know the rest is history from that point right. forward it was like all murals yeah for sure I always had big dreams because like I I'm a designer in the, the New York area and whenever I would go into New York City I had these big dreams of like out of home signage which like nobody <laughs> cared, nobody cared about but like I would get, constantly get like fired from these freelance jobs so I was like one day I'll show them I think it's good to be like dreaming big and then getting pulled back because, yeah. you know, you're always going to get pulled back or limited or constrained. So the bigger you start, it yeah. stays big-ish. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, and I always like tell, tell that to students too. It's like you, like just shoot for the stars because you're going to get shot down pretty quick. And if you're shooting kind of low, it's just going to be a miserable experience. So like yeah. dream big and, and if it works out, you know, that would be awesome. Like I never thought exactly. that I'd talk to you and then like, here we are. So cutscene, it works here out. Here we are, oh my God, right. I love that. That's awesome. All right, we're gonna take some questions here. Uh, I'm gonna try and go in order. I can't believe that we had a, both my cat, my new cat hammock and Lily on the podcast. I did not see that happen, right. but I'm really happy. I love it. Somebody said, nice cat wrangling. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, right here from Australia. I think, I believe she oh. was from, from Melbourne. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, this is probably a very, um, but I'm borderline rude saying this, but is Olivia no. Newton-John, is she from Sydney, Australia? Or is it, if it's <laughs> New question. Zealand, I'm she's definitely, I'm pretty sure she's Australian. I'm actually, we've got a picture of her in our kitchen over there, <laughs> which has her. a signature. She, she's pretty amazing. Okay. Um, I think, I don't know if she's Sydney or Melbourne. I mean, she's definitely Australian though. 
Yeah, I, I feel like Sydney yeah. intuitively feels right. Australian people, let us know. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I told you it's gonna be crazy. Uh, do you do your own outreach, or is it more connections through your agency and representation? By the way, Jackie Winter coming on the podcast again next yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who else from Jackie Winter came on? I saw Bianca's coming on. What? Well, yeah, Bianca. That's what I'm referring to. She's coming in the, in oh. the near future. Yes. I love it. I love yes. Bianca. Um, yes, me too. Yeah, so I work with Jackie Winter Group um, and I work with Levine Levitt in the States. So I kind of have two reps, which is amazing, I think, as, as a means of getting work. Um, right. To be honest, I feel like it's a real mixture. I feel like some people find me through Instagram. Some people have found me through I, somewhere I used to work and someone who I meet. And, you know, I think it's a real broad range. And I think the more that you have different, you know, opportunities to put your work out there, the stranger places work will come from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that at this stage, you're getting a lot of kind of offers and then sort of sorting through those offers. But what, what has that journey been like from when you were like dying to work? Yeah. With like, you know, like Google yeah. and then, and then you, now you can like take your pick of that, you know? I, I think that's a really good question to think about, especially when you're starting out, because all you want to do when you start out is like work with a legit brand, or at least yeah. I did, because it was yeah. almost like a way it's like, I can do these things and I'm putting them out there. But as soon as a brand or someone asks you to come on board, it's kind of like legitimizing you in a way. Yeah. Um, so, and in a way you say yes to everything to get to that point. So I think it's been this journey of like, yes, I'll do everything because I want to showcase this to like, okay, I want to be more strategic or I need more time for myself or you can't do everything. Like you literally can't do everything. So it's right. about choosing what works. And then, you know, I think you'd be surprised as well about the process. Like often the bigger the budget, the bigger the client, the more stressful the job. Um, so yeah. sometimes it's the freebie jobs or the ones that you do on the side that are actually like the most cre creatively fulfilling. So yeah, it's in my I think experience. it's a good to have a balance. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to like work for the big brand and then it's like you're working on all this great work. And they're like, hey, they're like, did you sign the NDA yet? And you're like, no, why? <laughs> and then that NDA, you can never share it with anyone. Well, yeah, I think that that's another side of it that I don't know how much it's talked about. It definitely wasn't talked about when I was in design school, but, you know, the contracts and the licensing and the exclusivity and the, even just, I think nowadays, the fact that like you might be working on something and it's not coming out to like 2021. And right. so you have to like keep that. And then I think, but you know, my style is going to change in two years or I'm going to develop and, and like, there's all these, these things. Yeah. So I think that's why it's always good to have your own personal work as well. Cause it can be immediate and like reflect like that moment as well. Exactly. For sure. Um, okay. Let's go to the next question here. Great answer, by the way. Great answer. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this, this is my wife, Sammy, by the way, your, your biggest oh, fan. So amazing. depending on how this goes, you might surpass Malika Farber tonight. Is I she like I'm... in the other room? Yeah. She's in the other room. She's recording it. Yeah. <laughs> She, by the way, if you ever, like, if you enjoy the podcast, thank my wife because she records the whole thing and then sends it to me. So she's a good sport about it. Um, I love it. How do you decide use of pattern? I love how you use so many different ones and different textures, but the letters still always pop off the page. Mm. My wife should be a designer. My wife was the kind That's of person who's very like, good like, question. good at illustration and then, like, is a music teacher. Like, she could be, like, a lettering artist tomorrow. I love that. What, what, type of, what type of music does she teach? I know it's a diversion. I'll still answer the No, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. At this point, I'm just having conversations at scale. Uh, K, uh, K through three. So kindergarten through third grade. Oh, and so, so it's like, adorable. does she play, play instruments? Yeah, she plays like everything. She's like a, like a Mozart, but like, you know, a girl. So yeah. cool. My mom's a cello teacher and I played the cello until I was like 21. I still can tinker, but I'm not great. Anyway, yeah. to answer the question, great question. I've actually never been asked that before, but it's so relevant, I feel. Um, so I think one of the things that I love about like illustration and pattern and typography together is that it makes it feel like what you're creating is like a singular image that like mm -hmm. was done on purpose as opposed mm -hmm. to like, here's an illustration or here's a pattern and I'm going to put like an existing font on top of it. I really like the way that it can be really like integrated it in a natural, I don't know, in a way that it becomes artwork. And I think the um, legibility side of things, like making the words pop, is something I like to play with. So if it's, you know, more for an art show, I'm less concerned about being read immediately. And I want the person to, like, have to think about it or have to try and be like, what right. does it say? Because I think that we actually, like, don't give humans enough credit for wanting to find patterns and words. Like, you immediately want to read and make sense of something. So if right. it's a little bit difficult to read, then good. 
because right. you'll eventually get there. It might be like three seconds instead of one second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. obviously for a lot of brand collaborations or things where it needs to be legible, it's like finding that balance between like beautiful and like pop. You can still read it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, my wife actually pointed that out. She's like, it's it's so like intricate, but it's also like so clear what it says. So it can be like decorative and like almost like um, ornate. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, that's a word. I'm trying to try and sound smart and doesn't impact fires. You do. You're doing well. I'm impressed. That's good. That's good. I know. Um, how long did it take to find your style, and how did you start gaining recognition? And I think recognition is a mm. is an interesting word here. So feel free to go along. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think style is something that you look back on and you see patterns. Like I never set out to create a specific style because I don't know if you can, unless I think in the early days, like you always imitate, sorry, the cat's on the skateboard. Um, <laughs> hold on. All about cats. I think you always kind of like imitate what you love when you're a student because of course you do. You want to be like, you want to create things like these people who are creating things that are in line with, you know, what represents your specific style. And then over time, you naturally gravitate towards things that reoccur in your work. And mm -hmm. then that becomes your style. But usually it's like pointed out by someone else or looking back, at least I find. Yeah. Um, and then I think the recognition thing, again, it happens organically. It's like there wasn't one moment where I felt like, oh, people know my work or it's like a series of things. And I think it's also like what's important to you. Cause you know, there's lots of designers who are amazing who like maybe don't speak at conferences because they don't, they just yeah. don't enjoy that or like, yeah. but their work is amazing. And so maybe they're not as like visibly out there, but their work speaks for itself. And then there's other people who it's like all about the workshops and like showing, like there's so many different kinds of designers that recognition I think means different things for different people. Yeah. And for me, I think it was like a combination of these elements that came together over time and, you know, I entered competitions. I think I felt like in Australia, I was a little bit disconnected from say like the States or, you know, these creative hubs of the world. So I would do things in the early stages of my career to kind of like, you know, put a foot in the door across the world and then gradually. It's a New York work kind of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of that's awesome. Well, by the way, you didn't miss out much on New York, New York, while we're going through some hard times right now, that aside, uh, it's kind of cold and dirty here. And so I feel like like you posted something on Instagram and it was like, yay, springtime. And it's just like the, this like beautiful coastline and like bright blue water. You're good. In don't Sydney? Worry. Yeah. <laughs> the states are overrated in, in a way. I, I, I don't know how to, how to say it. Are you from New York originally? Or I'm just outside New York. I'm from the suburbs of New York. So I'm in, ah. I'm in Jersey now. But uh, oh, cool. Yeah. People think Great. that they're going to come and it's going to be like, stop spreading the news. But it's really. But what's it really like? Is there another song that you can do that what it's actually oh, like? <laughs> yeah, it's just more like, beep, get out of the way. That's like more. That part, that's true. That's real. All right, here we go. Um, great question, by the way. I love that last question. Who is your inspiration? Oh, I don't know if it's a single person, but like there's a few like pointers or people whose work I often come back to. And I like to combine like different worlds. So like when I was in university, I remember going and seeing like, you know, obviously she's such a big artist, the Japanese, it's Yayoi Kusama, I think that's how you say it. I'm gonna get in trouble now. Right. Um, and I remember going to like one of her first like mirror dot exhibition things and the immersive quality of like being in a space and this like physical thing is something that like I really hung on to. And then yeah. around the same time. And so funny to say that. I, rem I remember. And I went out and got like hammered after. I was like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. It was so fun because it was like to get off of Pinterest and see it in the real, like, you know, like you're yeah. in school and you have no money and you're just like stuck at college. And all of a sudden one day you're just like, whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> I remember that feeling so well. But, yeah, yeah. So I think like that was something that stuck with me. And then around the same time, I went to Semi Permanent, which is a design conference, and saw James Jean speak, who's obviously an amazing illustrator. Like he's, he's just like this whole thing. And I remember thinking like the illustrative side and the whimsical nature of his work was something that stuck with me. And then there's people like Jessica Hirsch and Alex Trochet, who like were specifically lettering and typography. And both of them, I think, are so like different in their styles but there's a commonality, which is like the craft, like the lettering of the typography is like always amazing. And then there's mm -hmm. something else added. So I think with Jessica Hish, it's like, you know, she was like the original and like, I looked up to her so much and um, she was a real inspiration, you know, and 
and Alex's work, I feel like he always like pushes it. Like he doesn't stay within one thing. He's like experimenting, trying things. And I think those like four pointers are like things that I draw upon often and always kind of looking for extra, you know, people or work to throw into the mix that inspires me as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that there that a lot of times like design students will hear things like, you know, like get off Pinterest and like open up books and like do this. And that's all, that's all it's true. But yeah, um, I think like no matter how at my position has changed on a little bit because like yeah. over the years, it's like expanding and uh, Sean Adams has this great term, your visual vocabulary. I don't know if you, that's like where I heard it from. Yeah. But like making that as vast and wide as like as possible and things that interest you, like it is really good. And I think it can inform it in ways that you're not necessarily like thinking about. And even if it doesn't exactly pertain, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I yeah. definitely think that's true. And I also think like- Are you, you on Pinterest by the way? I feel like you would have the best Pinterest board, no? Never been on Pinterest, never. Oh I have an account, but like yeah. I don't really, I always like log in and it's like, do you remember your password? I'm like, oh. And then I move uh, on. No, I'm like not a Pinterest person. There yeah. you go. Well, you're but I mean, all the other, I, the online, yeah. But like, you know, saving <laughs> images on Instagram or just like getting, I think, digital influences. I definitely think it's, you know, it's essential, especially now if you can't go out. But I think you discover things like by accident, whether you're like out on the street looking at things or traveling or like in a library or a bookstore. I love bookstores, just yes, like what's new and fresh and just the covers. You know, I think it's a, it's a broad range of things that yes. inspire. I just try everything. That's what I say. And don't be, yeah. even if it feels like weird and clunky, it's cool. Like, it's cool. Okay. We're going to yeah. keep going. I feel like we would be best friends, by the way. I have to keep moving and making sure that it's <laughs> um, And it cuts us off in an hour, by the way. So we're moving right along. Oh, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Um, how do you know when, wait, sorry. I like cannot read. How do you know when to up your prices? Oh, that's good been in the yeah, industry about three to five years wait what was the second part about three to five years they've been in the industry for about oh three okay years. look i think pricing is like such a hard thing to talk about understandably because there's no there's no one blanket rule for everyone because it depends on so many factors it depends on how much experience you have it depends on how long you've been doing the specific thing it depends on like um i think also like each project is different, you know, like they're working with a agent is a big advantage for me in the early days because I had like a bit of assistance with these questions, but I know that's not always an option. And I think there's a lot of resources okay. online, but I think that, you know, you can usually judge you've been in the industry for three to five years. And I think if your the value of your work has gone up in some way where you can showcase that through your portfolio, or you've like expanded your client base or, you, you know, you could just, you can tell right. like it's time to increase your rates and whether you do that by a percentage or, I mean, I personally would judge it on a case by case basis, like this right. project. And I think one good thing is when you're talking about prices is to know what your walk away price is. I think that's really important. Like often when people say like, how much should I charge for this? And if you start throwing out numbers after you've worked out how long it takes and take into consideration licensing and usage, and then you get to this figure and it's like, well, that still feels a bit low considering what it is. And then you kind of like play right. around with that and adjust it accordingly. And then if you're open to negotiation, you start that conversation with them. And I think it always should be a conversation. Sometimes it's really easy. The client might just say, hey, I've got 5K. Right. Take it or leave take it. it. Take it or leave And then you decide, well, is that worth the thing? You kind of go through that. But... It's hard. Yeah. Even I sometimes now like find it really hard to think about pricing. But yeah. you know, reach out to people who you have like who maybe are at a similar level of you. Like I have people who I know have been working at the same, you know, amount of time as me and doing the same level of work and I might be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And just throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I have that too, like sometimes in my own experience, like I'm a DJ and have to like price stuff. Like just before this somebody messaged me and and I think that there is like, you're, you can deploy empathy in those situations. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you know, if you, you know, you could have like your hard and fast rules and then you could be, yeah. like, you know, so-and-so yeah. needs a break because she just lost her job. I know that. I'm going to exactly. like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Case be a little bit altruistic basis. in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think the other thing to think about is like, I often hear people say like, oh, you know, you're doing this thing for this big brand, like they should be paying you X amount. But I think you've always got to like look at the picture, like talking to people who've worked in big brand structures, like often, you know, their marketing budget will give them a budget and they've got to work with that. And like, there's so many, it's not like, I think that 
as a general rule, people aren't trying to fuck you over. Like usually yeah. people are trying to get to a good result with money yeah. that they have. And like sometimes if they haven't worked with designers or artists before, there might be a little bit of a gap in like the industry of like the knowledge of how much artists should be paid. But generally, like if you're working with people that worked with artists before, you know, as long yeah. as you're not signing away all the rights to the initial contract, you should be fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Was that your cab, by the way? Was that yeah, that was, that, that was so your, your, oh my your God. detention. <laughs> yeah, my, that's amazing. Uh, my friend Heather Leopold, who works at Google Creative Lab, she just has a great line, like a, or a great kind of, just like a mantra, like in business in general, like you can yeah. always control your reaction. So even if you're in a negotiation and it's terrible and you want out, you, you know, you just control yeah. your reaction and just yeah. like move on with it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's this number. And then they're yeah. like, no, there's no way. And be like, that's okay, no problem. Like, this, yeah. it's, it's fine. Have a nice day. Just move on. I think, it, it, you know? I think another thing is if you also like, you feel like you put on the spot or if you're on a phone call or in a meeting and you do want to take a minute to like work through that, you can be like, okay, that's like, I'll take that into consideration. Give me 24 hours and I'll get back. You know, like buy yourself a little bit of time and be like, have that preparation ready. So then you can like, go away and work out like is this worth it and you know sometimes there's jobs I'm like you know this is something I really want to do this is something that in my folio this is something I've wanted to do forever and I will have more flex because it's you know it's mutually beneficial yeah dude this is amazing I feel like there are great stories behind this that we can't talk about but one day you're gonna fill me in. You're gonna tell me <laughs> some horror stories here uh, my, bo my boy Manny said bro you didn't send me a reminder Manny by the way oh. has been the has been the MVP of these Instagram live sessions wow gonna, I think is this the comments where it's like, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to forget this. I'm going to miss this. I saw a few like written on the comments in the previous time. Yeah. Like make sure you I'm, send me a reminder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Manny, I'm a very busy man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, greetings to you both. Here we go. How did you come up with the sick bag series? Ah, the speed bag challenge. Well, I, it, again, it wasn't something that I like thought of, like I'm going to do a side project and it's going to be this. It was like a, an organic thing where I started to fly more. It was like often within just, Australia initially like domestic flights and I would just start drawing cute puns on, on sick bags and I think you know I've always loved like wordplay like and think, yeah oh you don't know about this oh my god I love it you'll have to if you go to spewbagchallenge.tumblr.com um I basically would like write a puke pun like there was like puke nukem and like when Daft Punk brought out um get lucky there was like bath punk and like Oh bigger God. than Ben Hurl, like all these like puke related words illustrated. Yeah. And I would and, draw like, them on the, yeah, I would draw them on the flight and then leave the seat, uh, leave the sick bag, like in the seat for the next person to get. Cause a lot of them in Australia, like were completely blank as well. Like I think some have advertising oh. on them now. And it became this thing for about two or three years. And then I had an exhibition and sold all these sick bags with artwork on them. And Dude, yeah. that's so cool. It was a, it was a thing that happened. It's probably about I should, to six years I should ago totally now. know that, by the way. My apologies. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's funny. I think I've interviewed like, like 175 people though in the last like 30 days. So I look. I'll give you a break. I'll give you. A There's break only so much long. room in the Rolodex, people. <laughs> I am a fan though. Me and my wife are both mutually we're big fans. Okay. Um, what's Alex's surname? And we'll have to look him up. Oh, Alex. What? Before. Oh, Alex Trochut. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's spelled T-R-O-C-H-U-T. And I think his Instagram is like at Trochut. Trochut? I really should know that. You know how you read things and you never say them out loud? Yeah. That's what's happening to me right now. Yeah, Mal Malika Favre. I would say like Favre. Yeah. Like, like the whitest way you can be like, Favre. <laughs> There's been kind of an ongoing joke about my French on this podcast. And, 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 oh. and I'm, I'm probably pissing off a lot of people without knowing it. That's the weird thing about do you, me. Do you speak people French? Just, yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. I just like having fun saying my guest names, like Mathieu Beton. I feel like oh. the guy from uh, Beauty and the Beast, like the candle. I'm not, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you feel like being a uh, multifaceted in design can be a problem as a freelancer because you are not focused on one discipline mm. or hone in on one craft and hit the gas? Great question. Thank you I think it's that. a really good question. And I think it's hard to answer because I think in the early days when you graduate, like, it's very hard to like be really focused on one thing immediately. And like, especially if you're trying to make money and trying to pay the rent, like you want to be, you know, versatile. And like, mm -hmm. if you're working as an all rounder, like in a big design company, they want you to be able to do this and that, and maybe a bit of animation and maybe also be able to set this like annual report and maybe learn like how to do a website. Like right. there is a need, I think for 
like diverse skills. And I think it's good to have them. I do think there is an advantage of, even if you do a lot of things and like commercially work on a lot of things in order to like make enough money to pay the rent, it's good to have one thing that you like more than the rest. Maybe you put in a little bit of extra energy because I think it can just differentiate you. And maybe it's a color scheme or maybe it's like, I always include pictures of fruit in everything I do. Or maybe it's like just something that's a signature thing that helps you stand out. But I don't think worry about it so much because, you know, people change, you know, like there's been many periods where I'm like, do I even like working with words anymore? Do I just want to be an illustrator or a pattern designer? Right. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, I miss working with words and lettering. So it's a journey, yeah. you know, there'll be different things that will be emphasized at different points in your career, I think. Yeah, for sure. My friend, uh, Noemi Lacaz, she worked on um, the Billy campaign that's done work for Google and all this different stuff. And uh, I think that her branding and identity work is some of the best in the industry. And like one of the things I asked her was, it's like, but like, how do you, but how do you know? Like, how do you know if it's the right thing? And she Mm. had a really great point. It's like, if you, if you really like it, you're just going to want to like do it. So if it seems like it's like painful to work on, you don't really like that thing that much. And maybe you want to do that because it makes you look like a designer or like you, you know, such and such like award would think it's cool, but yeah if you, if you really like what you're doing like i feel like this way about photography like i just I yeah down i think about it yeah. like, i have dreams about just like shooting like and it's easy so yeah. it takes a long time to get to that place because there's like the frustration but um yeah do it all and i think my friend elliot burford also said to be and he got this in somewhere else but uh, yeah. to be t-shaped capital t so it's yeah. like you have a, a broad range of skills, but then you have one thing that you have like a kind of a deep dive. Mm, yeah. I like that. Like With what you outlet. were saying um, about, you know, if you don't enjoy it, like yeah. I have an example of that is like, I remember I used to think, cause I was into typography, people would always ask me to do logos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would do them and I hated it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> different. You know, it's really different to doing an illustrative piece of lettering, which is really about like, the pattern and the detail and like it's more like an illustration than it is about um right. you know a logo which is so much about like an idea that like you know condensed yeah. into this one immediate thing and i really didn't like the process of working logos back and forth and then i was like well why do i say yes to them if i don't want to do them so gradually it took a while yeah and over time you know sometimes i might do them if it's a specific if it's a really specific vision but I think it's okay to like realize that you don't like one thing because other people do. Other people love that area and really excel in it. And Mm -hmm. you will have something that it is, even if you don't know exactly Exactly. what it might be yet. Yeah, I love that. Cruising right along here, people. Uh, By the way, I don't know how long this goes down for, but it seems to keep coming. So this is amazing. This is the most questions we've had sent in so far. So really, yeah, that's, that's so amazing. cool. I well, have the like most a popular little... person I've interviewed. So that's oh, good. So, do you say this to everyone? I need to go back and watch some of your other ones because that's no, how you know to talk to your interviewees. You're like, <laughs> you're the best. My wife loves you. You're the new favorite each time. No, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you definitely, my, my wife definitely did say that you you could potentially surpass Malika tonight. So we'll, we'll all right, just, me I and Malika can have like an arm wrestle or something. Yeah, she's about. wonderful. By the way, if she sees this, I'm just I, I love you. You're the best. Okay. Um, not as good as Gemma, but we'll talk about that later. The magazine industry is kind of shrinking. Uh, oh. we're, we're all designers, illustrators, and picture. Uh, oh, where are all the designers, illustrators, and picture editors going? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I'm assuming that's like a uh, hypothetical as to like where do I believe the people who have skills in these areas will go yeah. next? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's what means. yeah, yeah. Look, I think that the publishing industry is a very, um, you know, it's one area that has been significantly transformed like by the technological age, you know, everything that was a physical magazine went digital. It's obviously really hard to maintain that any, especially now as well. But I think that the rules of design, even though they're applied specifically to publishing can be applied anywhere else. And I think mm-hmm. that one of my favorite things, I haven't done a huge amount of work in the publishing industry and magazines, but like, I think, you know, the idea of doing a layout and the idea of working on something that's like part of a bigger thing. So like you might be, you know, coming up with a vision for a visual language for this particular magazine and then you're getting editorial illustrations. It's like, it's part of a big collective creative thing that involves other people. And there's so many aspects to that process that are are applied to other areas. So whether it's working- For example, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the grid, we've got the grid. Of course, everyone loves the grid. (laughs) I I got the orange book, I have it. Yeah, I mean, like, 
It's an interesting question. I mean, I would love to hear from people who have maybe have been working exclusively in the publishing industry and don't know where to go. But I always get the sense that creative people are the best people to adapt and transform and like go into something else and use their skills. Maybe I'm biased, but... Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. I, I think that the cream will rise to the crop. Sorry, the cream will rise to the crop. The cream will rise yes. to the top. <laughs> uh, you know, I think about Maggie. The cream of the crop. Yeah, exactly. I think about, I mean, obviously, has digital taken a big piece out of the print industry? Sure. But I could list, you know, um, publications like The Great Discontent and stuff that were yeah. wildly successful. So I think yeah. if, if something is good and people want it and there is like a, you know, like the, and also too, like uh, one of the, I think one of the reasons why um, magazines and stuff took such a hit is because people got complacent. When your magazine yeah. is 75% advertisements, eventually people yeah. say, screw this magazine and stop buying it. And I think yeah. a lot of people like rested on their laurels was now, especially in the design space, if you look at like the design magazines, they're so cool. And mm, there's a yeah. craft that like can't, I mean, I guess you could technically, but um, there are definitely a lot of good ones out there. So I don't, yeah. You know, I definitely also think that like, it makes what magazines do survive, like mm -hmm. more of an art form, more like a book, like, it elevates it to a level of luxury where, it, you know, you might not have your every every week magazines or like newspapers that like are just there all the time, but it does mean that the ones that are left become more like of an object. And, you know, the reading experience is different. You know, you read so much every day or look mm -hmm. at things so much every day on your phone, but then that makes the experience of like picking up something that's physical different. And you might have a ritual around that, a sacredness. I think that is so important. And I don't think that will go away completely. Yeah. So it's, yeah. By the way, if any publishers want to do like a Meet the Creators magazine, I'll get you Gemma O'Brien. You know, I got, I, got, I got a Rolodex of people. Hit me up, son. All right, here we go. Uh, great advice. Shaving 10 bucks off the top. I don't know what that means. What are some essential points? Oh, great, great question. Dude, these questions are the best. I don't know if it's like Australia coming through or what. But what are some essential points to have in a contract? This is a great, great, great question. Oh, okay. Well, let me preface this. I feel like this is the thing that people usually say when they say legal advice. With I am not a lawyer. I did one right. year of law school and uh, you almost were taken. A I was almost a lawyer. Um, look, I another thing is that I often work with my reps and they assist me with the contracts. I know that there's a lot of designers that don't do that and they have become with you know, right. with kids, at, like knowing what to look out for. But I think the main thing is that I didn't Not understand. Not me, I've been taken advantage of. I, I, I'm like, yes, oh, yes, okay. away. I'll, 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 I, oh, I, was, I was also like that for yeah. a very long time. I think the first <laughs> job that I did in Australia was like a billboard campaign that was like around like all of these different billboards for a big brand and I got paid a thousand dollars. What? <laughs> and it was like, and at the time I was like, oh my God, a thousand dollars. And now right. I'm like, oh my God, that should have been <laughs> 10,000. You know, like right. the way, I think the thing, I didn't understand usage. I didn't understand that like, right. you are, you know, you've got your time and you've got your experience and like your brand value in yourself that you spend on something. And then you've got like, how is this thing being used? Is it being used for one month only? And then only this many people are going to see it or is it going to be used forever? And I think that, you know, contracts need to reflect, like the price needs to reflect what they're getting out of it. If they're getting this thing that they use forever and you've signed over the rights, then you have to get a monetary value that reflects that, yeah. I think. Like licensing, but I think, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Licensing yeah. and usage. Um, so I think the things to look out for in a contract is anything that's like immediately like we own you, like right. no matter what. Anything that says like, you know, we have the right to use your work your image, your design in perpetuity or indefinitely. Just be like wary of that and put limitations on it. Because sometimes like you, you don't want to say, no, I'm not going to do the job. Like right. it's just about, again, negotiating and being like, oh, you know, how long are you actually going to need this for? Can we limit that to a year or whatever it might be? Um, so that's one thing to look out for in the contract. Of course, NDAs, like I think non-disclosure, like not sharing. I think that's really important, especially with working with brands that they have the confidence that, even if you're just being briefed and maybe, um, you know, you don't immediately go on Instagram and be like, oh my God, I'm doing this job for this brand. And, you know, you just want to maintain those relationships. So I think it's, it's about like, yeah, just making sure that you're not signing everything away. And yeah. also don't feel bad if you have, because like I've done, I've had <laughs> issues with contracts and like, it's hard, you know, you don't know. We, I think it's something where it's good to have more knowledge around it. And there's a lot of resources, I think, 
online as well. It's also different in different regions. So if like you're in Australia and America, like copyright right. like there's so many different facets, <laughs> but to seek out advice um, where you can. Right. And yeah, I think that's, I just read, to your point about like, kind of like having like these big contracts and stuff, I just watched and I love with all my heart and soul, I love Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is one, and I love, there's like that scene where they like, I forgot about this, but I I like wanted to like make it a meme and send it to like design humor, but it's like when when they send you the contract and then like it gets smaller and smaller and by the end you can't even see what it says. (laughs) Yes. And then then he's like, you signed a contract. I was like, this is design. This is literally it's, my experience in design. It's true. It's true. I think another thing to say on that is like, I feel like when you're a designer, you're like, oh, of course I want to do it. I don't want to be difficult. I just want to do the job. I want to have my work. I want to work with this brand, but it's okay to, to be like, okay, give me a day with this contract. Like if someone's saying, okay, can you sign this contract now? We're going to start the project like one hour afterwards. Like it's okay to have time to negotiate price and timings and contracts right. because that shows like that you're really considering it. Like if you say yes, like it's okay, but yeah. I think I'm, I'm that know. guy. I'm like, I'll take it. Like, let's do it. <laughs> oh, look, I'm so that person as well. I'm just like, these are things that I think I wish had someone had told me. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, be a lot 10 richer. years ago. You'd have a lot more money. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Manny is commenting so much that I can't even get to the questions. Manny, I love you, but stop commenting. Here we go. <laughs> I told you he's the MVP. He gets he's a party star. Has he I'm, had any questions yet? Uh, I, I think he's just kind of, kind of keeping the vibes going. Manny, put out okay, a question. Okay, that's cool. We're we're gonna take a question, Manny. Um, do you ever reach out to new clients and brands to work with them? I guess that means like, mm. that's a good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I would say uh, there's maybe been one or two times. I'm not gonna say what they are because I hope that one day they happen. But um. Every now and then I'll, I'll like just have an idea. I'm like, this would be really cool. And I'd love to do that. And if, if I can get like a meeting with someone to be able to put that forward, I do. And to be honest, I'd love to actually have more time to do that. But I'd say that most of the time I'm working on existing commissions that have come to me. I think it's a good thing to think about though, is like what brand would I love to work with or what like, what are my values? Like what are right. your values? Because it's always going to be a more authentic brand collaboration if what you believe or if you already use that brand yeah. um, and then they come to you, then perfect. Of course you're excited, you know, yeah. as opposed to like, it's all only about the money or exposure. Like, yeah, I think if yeah. you think about how your own personal like vision fits in with who you're working with, then that's great. It's yeah. not always possible. And like, you usually have a mixed bag of projects that you work on, but I'd love to have like more opportunities to pitch things to brands because I always have ideas. Even yeah. if it was just a like contra. Like I yeah. want to do stuff for a fruit brand. Like right. bananas. Yes. That's good. I have I have I weird things too that I like want to work on. Like Tide. I for whatever reason always wanted to work on Tide. I think yeah. my, my grandma had it. So I have some weird things. I actually used to eat peanut butter cups while working on peanut butter cups to get myself more um, separate about it. And it would make yeah. me so hyped for the work because I'd be like, yo, I love that just you know. Oh, the, I the do love the immersive struggling. technique. Like the immersive like eating or listening, like if you're designing like for a book, like I love reading the book or like listening yeah. to an interview with the person. I like, I love that really, you know, exploratory creative process. Like I'm all about that. Totally. I live in like the land of like make-believe in my head. When I was a kid, I used to turn my parents' basement into like all like, these, like I would try and like turn it into like the North, uh, it, it explains it on the podcast, but I would try and like turn my parents' basement into like the North Pole and then like all this different stuff. And as I've gotten older, I kind of had, stuck with that same like wild imagination like i used to work yeah. in the same building where they um filmed superman and i would put on oh. like i would walk into work and be like and in my head i would just like allow myself to be in that kind of like childlike state because it would enable my creativity like when i, I worked think in it's right. was, i wanted to open up the door and be like ladies and gentlemen the chocolate factory it was just corporate it was corporate and boring and mundane, but I kept it in my head, like somewhere. Look, like somewhere I think there's that, a, you know. That's good. You need yeah. that stuff. Nothing means anything. So you've got to add all this stuff around it to make it like mean something. Yeah, like when you're like you're a kid and like you like play out in the woods and it's just like the woods, but in your mind, like it's like a living room. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And cat, that <laughs> imagination, I'm trying to do that more and more, you know? Or like I'm you play diner. Okay, I rest my case. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Jay Designs, I think this is Sydney, Australia again. How do you deal Woo! with, or maybe Melbourne, sorry, my apologies. Shout That's out. cool. 
Shout out Australia. Leon, John. Uh, how do you deal with a job that doesn't work out um, or you walked away because it wasn't aligned with your values? Oh, I've done mm. that before. I've been a burning inferno. I've just walked out. Taken I just took it off my LinkedIn and walked out. <laughs> Who are they gonna call? Uh, I, think on this, I think there's two questions. So the first, like, how do you deal with one that you've like said no to? And then what's the other one? How yes. do you deal with one that's like not going well? Right? Yes. Is that yeah. Look, I think it depends. Yeah. Okay. Well, I you know, if it's not aligned with your values and you're hundred percent this isn't what I want to do, then you simply say no or or you know, I think wording around like declining a job can be difficult. And, mm. you know, sometimes it might yeah, what come do you down say? to like, what's the verb? Well, I think, I think <laughs> the, I truth, the truth is often that I'm like booked up. Mm. So I don't have time. Right. Um, and so I think it's, I sometimes would word it around that. And other times, like you don't necessarily always have to give a full explanation because there could be a number of reasons that you right. can't do a job. It might be because you don't have the capacity, it might be because you don't have the budget, it might be because it doesn't align with your values, but you don't want to specifically say that. Right. Sometimes you might say that. You might be like, this isn't right. actually something that Sometimes I think you would be three paragraphs if you take it way too personally and you can just make it weird for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that one one good thing to say is like, I'm not sure if I'm the right person for this job, but I'm sure, you know, you're, you know, you might find someone that'll do an amazing piece of work or something that, you know, because they're still trying to create this creative vision and the truth right. is that someone else will do it. So, right. you know, especially if it's, it's coming from one of my agents, like, and I genuinely can't take it on because I'm at capacity. I know that there's lots of other artists from my reps who could do an amazing job. So I'm like, I hope that another Jackie Winder artist or another LL reps artist would be able to take this on. Yeah. Um, but you can also just say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to politely decline at this time. Right. All the best, you know, like. Hit up Andrew yeah. Fairclaw. <laughs> I think, I love your, all your name dropping of like, of, of designers and illustrators. It's like, I know. It's very it's, good. That's like pretty much all I got going these days. So I just got to, you know, got, it's like a talent. It's like an annoying thing. I don't know. Um, here we go. I'm not that brave. How do you do the pitch? Mm. I'm not that brave. How do you do the what? Sorry, the pitch. The, the pitch. I think we covered that to an extent, but I guess like when you're like having that anxiety, how do you deal with that? Look, I think that, I think the idea of saying I'm not that brave is something that is worth talking about because, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like be a creative and then also be the business person that negotiates and talks mm -hmm. and then go from like back down to the basement in this imaginary zone where you're creating a North Pole. That's the artist doing that. But then suddenly you've got to come back and they've asked for another round of revisions and you've got to be like strategic and be like, well, actually, you know, we decided that we were going to do two and now if we right. do more, it's going to, it's, it's hard. I, I, don't, right. I think that it's good to like acknowledge that it's not an easy thing to do. And then it comes with experience and it comes with, I think what I was saying before is it's like, it's okay to, have your own terms that you work to. Like mm -hmm. maybe you have kids and you only work from nine till five mm -hmm. every day and that's your rule and you've set those boundaries. And so right. some clients said, oh, well, we need this now at 7 p.m. here we need. And so I think it's, I think the most important thing is to set the expectations at the beginning once mm -hmm. a job happens. So whether that is like the number of rounds or the price or the limits surround it. And then that way, once you get into situations where you have to say something, mm -hmm. that's already set up. Um, and then the rest just comes with practice. I love that. Yeah. You gotta yeah. learn to kind of just like, and sometimes it's like, it's easy to say yes to everything. It's like harder to say like no to things sometimes. Yes, uh, definitely. Okay. We have 10 minutes here. Um, you oh my go. God. Any gig that flew by. I told you it was gonna be fun. I had fun. I that. I'm having fun. I don't want to speak for both of us, but I feel like this is good vibes. <laughs> it's good vibes. Good vibes. Feel on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 They for waiting three years. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I feel so bad. It's okay. I almost, okay. no, almost cancelled again this week. It would have been a nightmare back then. It would have been a nightmare back then. And I'm much. I'm a far better inter interviewer now, and I feel like I, it worked out well. That's good. You're a very good. Interview. I'm still waiting You're for Jessica Hess, by the way. She was one of the, in oh. the initial ones. I kind of fell through on it at first, but. Yeah. You know, the other day I was going for a run and I accidentally called her. My pocket called her. And then I felt terrible because I'm like, shit. And she said, did you just call me? And I said, I'm sorry. It was a pocket call. And we laughed. And then that's good. It was, it was a moment. Well, the, the the door door actually, open, I can message her and be like, she's amazing. Yes, but, I know. totally agree. All right. Uh, I'll put in a good word.
Okay, good, good, good. I, I need a little help I can get here. Uh, last question here. And thank you guys all for submitting. This has been a whole bunch of them. Uh, any gigs you feel massive love and nostalgia for? And so any I guess anything you've done in the past that you feel? Hmm. Right now, I feel nostalgic for like when I used to do murals before, like, before people were asking me to do murals. Like before, <laughs> in the period where it's like, I want to, like, basically at one point, I thought it would be awesome to travel the world and paint murals because mm -hmm. I have to physically be there. I'm away from a computer. I'm going to just start, like, doing some large-scale work and put that out there, mm -hmm. and maybe it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of did, which is, like, amazing. Right. And so there was that period where it was, like, there was no expectations. No one was saying, hey, we are doing an event. We need you to do this mural in five days. and. There right. needs to be this level of detail and there's the stress and there's the, you've got to deliver. The moment before that work becomes real, you get to like invent it. And that yeah. is an awesome time. So if you're yeah. there right now in your career, like that's amazing. And I think yeah. right now I'm like finding what's, what's that next thing for me. And in this crazy state of the world, like I think it's providing space to imagine what that might be, which is yeah, cool. for sure. Imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I officially used, uh, I started this, like, I think we're on episode, like, 200-something now, and I uh, used to always use, like, illegal music, but I would totally make it, oh. like, if you want to view paradise. Oh. Maybe we'll yeah. take a chance. We'll live life on the wild side and put that on. Uh, where can people find you online? Thank you for doing this. It's been amazing. Worth mm. every day waiting for it. It was it was worth it. But uh, it thank was you. it was awesome. Yes. You can find me on Instagram, obviously, Mrs. Eves one hundred and one, not Mr. Seeds, Mrs. Eves one hundred and one. Twitter, Mrs. Eves, no mm -hmm. one hundred and one. Very confusing. Who knows? Jamrobryan yeah. dot is just like my page, yes. and that's got my reps on there. If you want to work with me, otherwise, we have prints available for sale. I'm gonna get there my money right. Available. Get one well, there are prints available to sell, but they're quite old. I would love to do some new, like maybe Rizzo prints or something that's like a bit more accessible and available and new work as well. Yes. So stay tuned. Well, yeah. if you need to get rid of some of your inventory, I know a few people here in New York that would be very interesting. Be All right. Them, so. <laughs> Thanks, <for everybody. laughs> Thanks, Rob. Peace out. Have a great evening. Say hi to your wife. Bye. Have a, have a great day, by the way. Great day. I'm I going will. to bed now, so. Go to bed. Good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs>